This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 82. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might be listening to the show. And also remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I'll talk more about at the tail end of this episode. So this week's topic is good glass is more important. One of the things that new photographers battle with is gear purchasing. Many photographers on a budget, especially if they're photography students in school full-time, have a hard time deciding on how to buy the gear that they need to get their assignments done and to start their photography career. Now, one of the primary things new photographers need to remember is although it's nice to have the latest and greatest camera bodies, it's not as much of a necessity as high-quality glass. Whether you're a Canon shooter, Sony, Fujifilm, Pentax, or Nikon, each company has different varieties of glass with different levels of quality. This is where you should be spending your money as a new photographer. Now, along with this article, uh, this is an old blog post on my website, so I have a couple of images that I'm sharing in this episode. The first image is one that I shot on Sunday, March 5th, 2017 at the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Now, I did no post-processing. This image is straight out of my camera using the older Nikon EF100-400 f3.5 to f5.6L USM lens. And uh, I'll include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can check out the photos for yourself. Now, camera bodies get updated almost every year. Uh, Sometimes it'll be a couple of years, especially if it's like a flagship DSLR like Canon's 1DX line or Nikon's, uh, uh, their top of the line, the D series, whether it's the D5 or D6. But lenses change less frequently. And when it comes to camera bodies, unless the newer model has a new technology that you absolutely need for your photography business, you're much better off spending your hard-earned money on high-quality glass. Now, the reason for this is although, let's say, Canon's L lenses, which are really expensive, you can keep using that glass for a long time to come as it doesn't become majorly outdated in just a couple of years. Now, something to keep in mind is all Camera companies and lens manufacturers have different levels of glass. So let me give you the Canon example, since I've been primarily a Canon shooter, although I do shoot Fuji now as well, and I'll give you a little bit of an idea of what I'm talking about. So if you're not already aware, Canon makes three lines of lenses for their cameras. Now, I'm not talking about... EF mount versus RF mount, that's just different technologies in the mount. I'm talking about the lenses themselves. So if you're not already aware, Canon has, like I said, three types of, le- three lines of lenses. They have their silver band lenses, 
These lenses are all relatively inexpensive. They're generally made out of plastic, like their Nifty 50, or as it's sometimes called, the Plastic Fantastic. Now, one of the lenses that Canon frequently gives you in a kit with the less expensive DSLRs is the 18 to 55 kit lens. Now, this is one of their lowest level lenses as far as build quality, optic quality, and all of that. But I don't want you to be discouraged because although it is the silver band lens, most anybody will tell you that the 18 to 55 is actually a great piece of glass. It does make amazing images and it gives you flexibility with the with the possibility of going from 18 millimeters on the wide end to 55 millimeters on the short end. That is a great lens and it's relatively inexpensive. You can buy the newest model for a little over a hundred bucks, I think it is, or maybe even less than that now. The next line of lenses that Canon offers are their standard uh, USM lenses. And I call them that because I don't know exactly if they have a, a specific designation for them. But you can tell these lenses because they're Canon lenses that have a gold band on the lens itself. And all of the text will be printed on the lens in gold. Now, these are Canon's middle-of-the-line lenses. They're not super expensive like the L-series lenses, but they're not super cheap like the silver band lenses. This is their middle-of-the-road, so you get a little bit more optical quality, but you're also paying a little bit more money. So, that's just the way it is. Uh, to give you an example, if you were to buy like the Canon 50mm uh, uh, silver band lens, that lens is probably going to run you around maybe $100, maybe less than that um, on the current version. Um, I think it's about $118 or $120 on Amazon. You'd have to check, but I'm pretty sure it's fairly close to that. Now, again, that is a good lens. It's just not one of their super high-end lenses. You can get decent performance with that lens, and you're spending relatively little money. However, if you wanted to get a little bit better quality 50 millimeter lens, you could always step up the Canon EF 50 millimeter F 1.4 USM gold band lens. Now that lens is going to cost you more money. It's currently retailing for $349 on Amazon. Um, you can find uh, some sellers that will have it for a little under $300. Um, I've seen them before go for as cheap as $279 refurbished. So it's not a bad deal, and it's not a super incredibly expensive lens, and it is optically better than the silver band STM lens that Canon makes in the 50 millimeters. So you get a little bit more for what you pay for, which is a common thing. I mean, that's the reality of the world and the way things work. Uh, you know, if you spend a little bit more money, you get better quality gear or whatever it is you're buying. Now, Canon's top-of-the-line lenses, of course, are the L-mount lenses that I mentioned a little bit ago. I don't know this for sure, but most people assume that the L stands for luxury. I don't know if Canon's ever officially stated that or not, but it's just to give you an idea of the third class of lenses that Canon has. Now, this is in the EF mount, of course, so keep that in mind because there are differences when you get into the RF mount. Now, the Canon EF 50mm f1.2L USM uh, 
goes for $1,300. So if you want the, the best of the 50 millimeter lenses, their L-line, you're going to have to spend a little bit more money. Now, as I mentioned, you can always tell the L-line lenses by the red ring that's around the barrel of the lens. That always designates that it's one of Canon's L-series lenses. So they do have different levels and they're not the only ones everybody does this i not personally a nikon shooter or a sony shooter but i know just like canon they make different levels of lenses at different price points because they don't want to exclude exclude any customers you know by uh only offering super expensive glass but if you want to get really great images the glass is where it's at not the body and I can tell you, I've seen plenty of photographers out there shooting with ca uh, camera bodies that are 10 years old, but they've got the high quality glass and they're getting super high quality images. So you really can't beat that when it comes to getting the good quality that you want or need for your photography. It's just the nature of the beast. Now, there are third-party manufacturers as well. You have Tamron, you have Sigma, you have Rokinon or Samyang, depending on what country you're in. They're sold under different names, but they're the same lenses. And I can tell you that even the third-party manufacturers have different levels of glass. Um, in the last few years, Sigma has expanded their line. They now offer sports model lenses. Those are generally their fastest lenses with the wider apertures, but they do also have their super high quality art line of lenses. The art lenses are, again, mega high quality glass, very fast performing, a great autofocus, and they're a bit more expensive. So if you're looking to get third party lenses and you go to somebody like Sigma, you want to look for their art lenses unless you're a photographer that's shooting sports and then of course you can look at their sport lenses now tamron i believe does the same thing but i'm not 100 percent certain i know their original generation of lenses were just standard lenses like 7200 2.8 but i know they've now gone to marking their lenses with the designation g2 which i believe stands for generation 2 and these lenses, as a general rule, are higher quality than the ones you could buy from Tamron just seven or eight years ago. They're much faster lenses, great wide aperture, great focal length ranges, great primes. And I mean, especially if you're a Sony shooter, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better deal than you can with some of the Tamron glass that's for the Sony E-mount. Uh, Tamron has got some fantastic prime lenses that they've dropped in the last year for the Sony E-mount, where you can get a fantastic, pretty fast, um, they're usually like F4, or I mean uh, F1.4, excuse me, or uh, F1.8, and these lenses are only running a few hundred dollars. Um, so you can get like a 35 millimeter in the, in the Sony E-mount from Tamron for like three, $400, something like that. So those are great lenses as well. But the point I'm trying to make in this episode is that the glass is far more important than the camera body. The two biggest things that are gonna make you a great photographer is your education, experience. You know, if you wanna if you wanna better your photography, go to a workshop. I always recommend that. Um, learn from experienced pros by going to a workshop or something like that, or take an online course. Um, especially if it's in a genre of photography that you want to specialize in. But the two most important factors in photography are not the camera body. It's the person running the camera 
and the quality of the glass that's attached to the camera. So as I mentioned, you know, camera bodies get updated pretty much every year where the lenses, it tends to be two or three or four years before the manufacturer will drop a new version. So Canon, as an example, released a newer 24 to 70 F 2.8 Mark II LIS or their new 85 millimeter F 1.4 LIS USM portrait lens. And those lenses are pretty expensive because they're the latest model in the EF line. But it doesn't mean you can't get a good deal by going with the 24-70 F 2.8 Mark I LIS or the 85mm F 1.8 in the Gold Band USM portrait lens. That's a lot less expensive. You can buy that lens new for about 300 bucks. And even Ken Rockwell will tell you that the 85mm USM Gold Band Canon lens is a fantastic piece of glass. And there's many pros out there that are still shooting with the original models of lenses. They don't run out all of them and buy the latest model every time Canon drops one or Sony or Nikon, Fuji, whoever the case may be. And they're still making fantastic photos. Now, I know when you look at it and say the 70 to 200 F 2.8 L USM Mark II can sell for about two grand, you can often find the original one used in great condition for 900 bucks or maybe a little bit less. It just depends. You need to shop around a little bit. That image, uh, that lens, even though it's the first generation of Canon 70 to 200 L, still works great as long as it hasn't been damaged or anything. I mean, if it's in good condition used, it's going to make great images for years to come. So you're investing more money in the better quality glass, but it's glass you can use for a long time. Even if you make the jump from Canon DSLR or Nikon DSLR to their mirrorless bodies, whether it's the EOS R, the RP, the R5, R6, or on the Nikon side, the Z6, Z7, the rumored Z5 that's coming out, the Z50, the Z30, you can still use your older glass from the DSLR world on those mirrorless bodies. Both those camera manufacturers make their own lens adapter. So you can adapt the F-mount Nikon glass to the Z bodies, and you can adapt the EF lenses to the RF bodies and still make amazing images for years to come without investing money all the time in new glass. Get the best possible glass you can to start, and you're going to have gear that's going to last you a long time and help you make fantastic images. Now, the second image I'm going to share as part of this article is a close-up shot of Dale Jr.'s car being pushed from the garage out to the pit area for the start of the race. Now, I captured this image with my EF 50mm 1.2L USM lens, and again, I did no post-processing other than Lightroom's lens profile correction, and that image turned out amazing. Now, again, this lens, like I said a moment ago, is $1,300 new, but if you shop around, you can find places where you can get it used for eight, $900, and it's still going to make fantastic images for many, many years. So you're not going to hurt yourself by going with an earlier generation of one of Canon's L lenses. You're still going to have high-quality glass that's going to give you fantastic results. Now, there are many sites where you can buy good or even great condition previously used L model lenses and, and other manufacturers, higher quality lenses from reputable companies like KEH, Adorama, or B&H. 
If you're up on your lens knowledge, you can also get good deals on Craigslist or eBay as well, but make sure you do your homework before you buy something on one of those platforms, uh, just to make sure you don't get cheated or, or anything like that. Now, if you want to try out a lens before you buy it, or, be, or before you can afford it to see if it's something you're going to want to save up for, you can go to sites like lensrentals.com or borrowlenses.com. Now, those companies are not affiliates of the show, neither are KEH, Adorama, or B&H. They're just companies that I've done business with over the last 10, 12 years, and I've had a good experience with all of them. Now, if you want to get more knowledge or more information about the lens you're looking to purchase, you can also check out the lens reviews for lenses on a site like Ken Rockwell's. Now, Ken is a wealth of knowledge. He's always kind enough to answer my emails if I have a question or want his opinion on a lens. And so far, he's always been spot on when it comes to giving me and, his other, and all of his readers an honest opinion on a lens or a camera body. And Ken has been shooting for decades, so he's got lots of experience. Now, he's not the only one. There's other websites out there that are very good, like DP Review, uh, DxO. Um, they not only make software, but they do lens and camera body reviews and analysis and stuff like that. Another good source is Pronos Photo. Jared Poland out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He does fantastic real-world reviews of lenses and bodies both, and he deals with all manufacturers. Now, he was primarily a Nikon shooter for most of his career when he was shooting concert photography and stuff like that for Rolling Stone magazine, but he has, in the last year or so, switched to Sony, and the only reason why he did is because Sony had capabilities that the Nikons don't. Now, he does still use Nikon bodies as well. He shoots all of his YouTube videos with the Nikon Z6 full-frame mirrorless. But when it comes to his paid work, he likes to use the Sony just because the Sony has technology that the Nikon does not. And you can't blame him. You always want to, if possible, use the best tools for your work, for your art. But again, like I said at the top of this episode, don't just run out and buy the newest camera bodies all the time. You only upgrade your camera body if it's going to give you something that you absolutely need. If your current body is holding you back for some reason or you know doesn't have some feature or function that you need, like maybe Wi-Fi connectivity that's high speed so that you can show you know, your clients, the images as you're doing a photo session, you can, you know, send them over to an iPad and show them on the screen. Or if your current camera doesn't do tethered capture to a laptop in Lightroom and you need a newer model that does, you know, so you can show those images to your clients right away, then by all means, look at getting a newer body. But the most important thing you need to be looking at is your glass. Because unless that body is holding your back, you're going to get much more return on your investment from the high-quality glass. And again, like I said, the glass is something you're going to be able to use to make great images for many, many years. So I always recommend buy the best glass that you can afford, even if you have to save up for it. Um, you can do that. I mean, there's co also companies out there where you can buy a lens and finance it. Um, Abe's of Maine, I know, is a company that does that. Now, be careful when you go to a website like Abe's of Maine because they do sell a lot of gray market stuff. And you want to make sure you get exactly what you're paying for. So you don't want to, you know, buy a lens from them that you're like, oh, my God, the price is just incredibly cheap for this lens compared to everybody else. Do your homework. 
and make sure you're not inadvertently buying a gray market lens because if you do, they do not have a warranty in the United States. Now, Abe's will sell you a warranty to go with the lens, but you're going to talk uh, several hundred dollars more. So in the end, you end up paying close to as much as you would by just buying the U.S. version. So just keep that in mind. Uh, B&H also sells gray market lenses and camera bodies, but they do tell you right on their website. I believe Abe's does as well, but I can't swear to that. Um, but I do know for a fact that B&H does tell you on their website if the item you're looking to purchase is gray market and they let you know that ahead of time and i believe they also offer a warranty that you can get from them so that if you have an issue with the lens or camera body you can ship it back to them for repair now another nice thing that you can keep in mind is if you are looking to upgrade your glass and you have some of the less less expensive glass now you can always sell that glass on amazon or craigslist or something like that and then take the money that you make and buy a better quality version of whatever lens you need, whether it's the 50 millimeter, the 85 millimeter, you know, the 70 to 200, it doesn't really matter. Now you can also sell your used gear to companies like KEH, Adorama, and B&H. Just keep in mind that you're not gonna get top dollar for it. They're gonna give you generally like 70% of what its value is. So, you know, if it ends up being a, you know, a thousand dollar lens, um, you know, retail value, they're only going to give you 70%. So you're only going to get like 700 bucks, which I know sucks because you're losing $300, but you know, they're in business to make money as well. So I often recommend that if you're going to sell your gear so you can upgrade your gear, especially your glass, um, sell it on Craigslist, Facebook marketplace, you know, eBay, Amazon, um, and just be careful, make sure you get yourself, uh, you know, get a good, uh, dollar amount for the stuff you're selling, do some research, find out what the stuff you currently have is worth and try to get as, t as close to the top retail value, especially if the stuff is in great condition. Now, then you, like I said, you can take that money and you can buy that higher quality glass. So if you've got the, you know, the nifty 50 or plastic, fantastic, the, the 50 millimeter 1.8 STM. Um, you could always sell that for whatever you can get out of it, you know, check the used market and then take that money and, you know, put it towards getting the 50 millimeter 1.4, 1.2, you know, if you can afford it. Um, a lot of photographers, I know they like to have like a little, what I call a little slush fund that they use for buying their gear. So they'll take a, a percentage of the money they make on any paid shoots and they'll put it in a separate savings account and they'll let that money build up until they've got enough in that account to buy the new piece of glass that they need for what, you know, the work that they're doing. Or again, like I said, you can always go to one of the companies that'll finance it for you or put it on a credit card if you really want to do that. But don't go in debt, you know, a lot of money for glass. I generally recommend when you're starting out, you know, depending on what you're shooting, get yourself a decent 35 millimeter prime, a 50 millimeter prime, an 85 millimeter uh, for portraits. If you're a portrait shooter, look at both the 85 and the 135 in the Canon market. And if you're in Sony or Nikon, look at the 85 and the 105, because those are generally their best portrait lenses. And like I said, if you look on the used market, you can generally find them for a good deal. So don't spend yourself in debt if you're going to use like a credit card or something like that to buy this glass. Be smart about it. You know, buy one lens, high quality lens that you need, 
you know, pay that one off over a few months or whatever on your credit card. And then when you've got that one paid off, then you can look at getting another one if it's something that you absolutely need. But like I said, don't think that spending all of your money on a new body every time one drops is going to massively help your photography. Um, generally, you're going to get maybe more megapixels and a few more cool bells and whistles, but are they something that you absolutely need to make your images and get paid for doing it? Generally, a lot of the bells and whistles are just things that are nice to have, especially if you're a tech nerd like myself. Um, although, like I said in last week's episode, when I talked about Canon's official annou- announcement for the R5 and R6, I have no clue why they left GPS out of both bodies, especially when Canon's executives themselves had said that the R5 is the 5D mirrorless equivalent. Well, the 5D has GPS, so why doesn't the R5? (laughs) But I don't want to get on a tangent about that. All right, I am going to go ahead and wrap up this week's episode, episode 82 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you might be listening to the show. And to also remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. Now, the group is a private group. You have to answer one question to join, and that's the name of the host of the show, which is myself, Liam. Or you can put in the name of any of the guests I've had on the show, whether it's uh, uh, Brett Bergram, excuse me, Brent, sorry about that, um, from the Master Photography and Latitude Photography podcast, Jeff Harmon from Master Photography and Photo Taco podcast. I've also had the lovely and talented Ellie Cat, as well as her partner in adventure, Dan, you could give their names, uh, Jill Mott, Ruben Naha, John Harvell. There's been a bunch of people that have been guests on the show and any of their names will get you in as well. The big thing is, is I asked the security question to keep the bots and spammers out and make sure people that join the Facebook group are people that actually listen to the show. Now, also remember that in August, at some point in August, I will be starting the next uh, giveaway, the next photography giveaway, and that's going to be a tripod. So make sure you join the Facebook group so you can get any of the official announcements on that contest. You can also call or text the show with any questions, comments, or requested subjects that you'd like to hear covered photography related or any guests you'd like me to see if I could get on the show. You can reach the show by voice, uh, leave a voicemail or text at 470-294-8191. And you can also email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. All right, that is a wrap for this week. And I will see you all again in another seven days for episode 83.